what if I told you there was a way to tire your dog without having to go out, exercise them, run them, and do a lot of physical work? Well, that's what we're going to talk about on this week's episode, mental stimulation and how it can be just as valuable as physical exercise. Let's talk about it next. Go ahead and get this week's episode going. Hey, everybody, it's me, Jake from On Dog Training Academy, and you are listening to the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about physical, excuse me, no, we're going to talk about mental exercise. If you listen to last month's challenge that we did at the beginning of the month, I talked about physical exercise, the importance of it, and what you should be doing with your dog. And then I offered you a challenge of doing it five times a week. So I hope you guys listen to that. If you haven't, go back and check that one out because it's a good one. It's going to help you guys out to to be able to actually exercise your dog. And a little spoiler, it's not about just taking your dog for a walk. But this, this week, this week's episode is going to be about mental stimulation, mental exercise. And that's what this month's challenge is going to be for you guys. I want you to do five times a week, just like you did with the uh, physical exercise, with the mental exercise. I want you to do that five times a week. Now, you might say, well, now I'm doing five times a week of physical, five times a week of mental. What in the world? I'll say if it's too much for you, try to mix it up some. You can do try to do five days a week of one or the other, physical or mental exercise. If you can do both in one day, awesome. Your dog's going to be grateful for it. But if you can't, I understand. We're all busy. But I think you'll be able to do it because I think what I'm going to give you for advice and tips today is going to make it seem very doable and very easy. And there's going to be a few of them in here. You're going to be like, I can do that without any real effort. And that's awesome. So mental stimulation, mental exercise. Well, let's talk about why it's important. So as you guys know, physical exercise, extremely important to keep your dogs in shape, to get them tired. But when it comes to getting tired and being satisfied, mental exercise can be just as beneficial as physical. And the reason for that is it's going to increase good behaviors. So if you think about it, like when you're bored, you're looking for something to do. Well, dogs are the same way. When dogs get bored, they're going to look for something to do. And that something to do is typically not something you want them to do. Now, ideally, a dog gets bored, they walk over, they pick up a bone, they lay on their bed, and they chew on it. Or they grab a toy, and they play with it. But let's be honest. More than likely, your dog's going to start doing more barking behaviors to get your attention. Maybe they jump on you, they start counter-cruising, they destroy things in the house, whether it be your couch or your shoes or anything like that, your dog starts to show these behaviors. They get really hyper and, and hyperactivity can lead to, to overstimulated aggression issues and different things like that. So there's a lot of things that if you're mentally stimulating your dog on a regular basis, it's going to help decrease. So it's increasing good behavior. Always, 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 always important. But also, it's about keeping your dogs sharp. Again, think about people, right? Like, there's been a lot of studies coming out about Alzheimer's and and dementia and stuff in ways that we can go about combating it to a degree. And they say, okay, well, you need to keep your mind sharp. So 
you're going to be reading, you're going to be doing games, you're going to be doing these different things, right? And that's supposed to keep your mind sharp, as opposed to just sitting there watching TV all day, and then just slowly deteriorating into nothing. And so that's kind of the same with dogs. I'm not saying if you don't do anything with them, they're going to deteriorate to nothing. But what I'm saying is it's going to keep them mentally sharp. And if you keep a dog mentally sharp, they're going to be happier. They're going to uh, deal with less of the depressions and anxieties and things like that. And older dogs also can have forms of dementia. And I think if you can mentally, as a dog's body, so your physical exercises start to decreasing in your, in your older dogs, the mental exercise is where you can start to ramp up because it's going to help keep away things that old dogs can get, like dementia. If you keep their mind young, even with their body aging, I feel like they live longer. Or if they don't live longer, they at least live happier or satisfied because you are still meeting a need of theirs. So those are some benefits to it. Now you might go, okay, well, what can I do? And this is why I did this challenge in this month, in February, because February is typically, at least for us, cold, dark, depressing, and cold again. And so we're not getting our dogs outside as much. We're not outside as much. And so that physical exercise is tougher to come by. Now, again, I gave you a ton of really good options in the last last month's challenge. So definitely check out the, the first episode of January where I talked about physical exercise. But there's things you can do. And it can be things as simple as just hanging out in your house and just doing some really simple things with your dog as you're like watching TV. And so that's what I wanted to talk about. So the first thing that I will say is just any sort of training with your dogs. Now, when when my goal is to mentally stimulate my dog and even just training in general, I'm trying to keep it positive, right? I don't want to I don't want to turn something that I'm trying to do into a big negative where the dog says, "Well, I hate this. I don't want to do it." I'm going to make it something fun. So, training you could you could I I recommend for sure Working on foundation training, you can do, and we're actually going to have uh, an episode here this month, or uh, next month, I should say, where we talk about like chin teaching the chin rest and stuff like that. Um, but you can teach your dog foundation training if they're not good at it. If your dog's good at the foundation trainings, like sit down, stay, even healing, you can then start going into some tricks. I don't like introducing tricks until I have a decent foundation of obedience, but you can start introducing tricks to your dog, shake, roll over crawl. I don't recommend teaching them speak because I just think that backfires on us because they realize that's an attention seeking behavior that gets them food and they're just more likely to bark. And not too many people really want their dogs to bark that often. So I stay away from speak, but you could teach your dog to sit pretty. There's so many tricks that you can train your dog. That's going to be fun for them to learn. And you're mentally stimming, stimulating them. And if you're teaching tricks like like uh, sit pretty, you're actually working on core muscles. So there is some even physical work you're doing in there as well. So that's really great. There's also some, some things you can do to help you in your obedience training. And that is to incorporate their meals into your training. Instead of just putting a bowl of food down. Now maybe in the summer, if you're doing a lot of physical exercise with your dogs and you're a little bit busier, maybe in the summer you're like, I just don't have the time or whatever, so I'm just going to feed you in a bowl, put the bowl on the ground, you can eat it, and we're done. But in the winter, when we're looking for things to do to really satisfy our dogs, doing training sessions or trick sessions or doing stuff to make them earn their food is really nice. So take their take their dog food, pour it in their bowl, bring their bowl over, sit down on the couch, and you can do sits and downs, and you can do your tricks, you can do all this stuff where you're just giving them pieces of kibble for the reward, 
But so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. You're getting your mental training in and your, your dog's mental training in and you're giving them their meal. Now, maybe you can't do this every meal, but maybe in the evening you're like, I'm going to sit down and we're going to do a training session or a trick session or whatever with your food. So this is one idea that I think is really simple to just sort of incorporate. We're already feeding our dogs. Now we're just going to take five minutes to just do a little bit of stuff with them, maybe 10 minutes or 15 if you're really getting into a good groove. But those are some stuff you can do to really help with them. Another thing you can do are puzzles. So there are a gazillion, if you go on like Amazon and stuff, there's a gazillion different puzzle games you can do with your dog. I like puzzles. The only problem with puzzle games is if they don't offer a lot of customization, meaning you can kind of, it's not always the same trick over and over, then it's a good thing. But the dog starts to figure the game out, which is okay. But I think food puzzles are great. So you put a piece of food somewhere on the puzzle board or whatever, and you cover it up, and your dog's got to use their nose. They got to use their eyes. They got to use their brain to figure out how do I get this treat out of there. Those are really good things to be able to do with your dog. And by the end of that session, you're going to notice your dog is like, that was fun. They may even be panting because mentally they're getting so excited that they just start to pant and it's it's just mentally exhausting and it's it's fantastic, right? So that's something you can certainly do. And again, I don't have any favorite games or to- like things like that that I do with our dog. Um, I tend to lean more towards the training. I am a dog trainer. I tend to lead more towards the training aspect of, um, of of mental stimulation or mental enrichment with my dogs just because that's what I'm good at. So puzzle games and stuff, really good. Other thing you can do is scent work stuff. Teach your dog hide and seek or a treasure hunt, you know, where, hey, I'm, I have this treat. And you can start it really easily. Like you could show them the food, walk over and tuck it behind something. And then send your dog to go find it. And eventually that morphs into you just give your dog a find it cue. And your dog starts to scour the living room looking for that toy. Or looking for that treat, I should say. What you're doing there is the dog has got to think about what it's doing. Smell out where it's going. It's using a lot of... It's moving, so there is some physical aspects to it. But it's mostly trying to use its nose and figure things out to really get where it needs to go. Which is that piece of food. So think about that as well. These are great games you can do. Another thing that I like to do is I'll cycle toys. So you have, like our dog personally has way too many toys. We don't have children, so he's kind of like our child. We spoil him. He's got a, a box full of toys. And there are toys that sit on the bottom of his box that he doesn't touch for months. So every once in a while, I'll go to the bottom of his box and I'll basically put some toys out or I'll put them on the top of his box. And he sees those, and he either doesn't remember, or he forgot and was just now suddenly remembers that he has these toys, and he's so excited to play with them that it's a whole new physical and mental, but also just mental enrichment where the dog's like, this is great, this is my toy, and the dog's chomping on the toy and rolling on the ground. And it's not, again, it's not tons of physical, but the mental of the dog going, this is so awesome, I love this is a really nice thing to be able to do. So uh, cycling toys. Your dog doesn't need to have every toy it owns out at all times. I'll even pick some up and I'll advise clients to pick some toys up, put them in a bag, put them up on a shelf, put them away, get them out of sight, out of mind for your dog. And then every month bring out this new kind of cycle of toys. You can do it even more often if you need to, but like I'll pick up like 10, you could pick up like 10 toys, right? Or at least for us, we have that many. 
like extras. So I'll pick up 10 toys, put them away. And then like once every couple days, I'll introduce a new toy and introduce a new toy. And I'm picking up an old toy at the time and pick up another old toy, introduce a new toy. And this is just keeping everything excited. Think about a kid who just gets this brand new toy. They're so excited. They play with it. But after playing with it for a while, eh, they go to the next thing. It's the same thing with dogs. They're no different. So that's another really, really good thing to do with them. Now, this next one is one that's going to be slightly more advanced, but it's definitely something that you can aim towards, and that's giving your dog jobs. So like our dog, Luda, when he is out with us, there are jobs that he has to do or that we do um, that he's always sort of, I don't want to say on guard for, but he's always ready, right? One of that is is that if uh, I sit down and I don't have the TV remote, I'll tell him remote. And he will search the living room until he finds the remote. He'll grab the remote, bring it to me, give it to me, and then I just exchange him a piece of food for it. Another one is blanket. If we say blanket, he'll run and grab the blanket, drag it over to us, give it to us. Again, we exchange food. What you're doing is you're making your dog – this is very similar to like a treasure hunt or find and seek. You're basically saying, I need this. Go find this, right? If we tell him tissue, he'll go up to the box. And I really should make a video of all of this because I think it's incredibly impressive all these things he can do. He'll go up to the tissue box, pull a tissue out, and then bring it back to us. And then I'll give him a piece of food. Now, the beautiful thing is that if I don't have the piece of food near me, I can just tell him, go get your treats. And he'll run over and he'll grab. We have, you know those Christmas candy canes that you get that have like Hershey Kisses in them? Well, we have one of those that's probably like five years old or older now that we put treats in. And because it's a perfect candy cane little holder, we then hook it on one of our lights, um, the way one of our, our living room lights sits it's got a little bar so we have it sit on this bar and then he can just run over grab it and pull it off and then bring it over to us and give it to us now we haven't taught him to put it away but that doesn't really matter it's about getting him to do it um it's just if you can give your dog jobs to do that to me is going to mentally stimulate them and again this is something that you don't really have to do a lot of work with once the dog learns it right like you're like okay well i need the remote you tell your dog remote well you're already sitting on the couch so your job is practically done you know and then the dog just brings it to you and you give him a treat you pet them you tell them how awesome they are and you move on but what you're gonna see when you do this stuff i think a dog having a job is so awesome because it's similar to like service dogs right service dogs are pretty much always on there's they're gonna have to do something for their owners at some point and it's kind of the same mentality that we go into with our own dogs like hey you live here, you're going to relax, you get to sleep, you get to have a great life, but there's things I'm going to have you do. And by giving them these jobs, most dogs love working. They're going to love this. And this is not only going to get them mentally tired, which is super beneficial, but I also think this stuff really helps the bond because now the dog is finding more value in you. Working with you is fun. We do more stuff together as opposed to just going to a class. We're here, we're having fun, we have these jobs, I'm serving you and the bond just really tends to escalate and just get even stronger between you and your dog. And ultimately, that's what we want. A bond, the bond's super strong between human and dog. That is one of the strongest bonds, I think, especially on the dog side. Because dogs will do anything for their people, basically. And, and you know, they, they quickly forgive. They move, you know, and all that stuff. So it's something really, really, really nice to do. Now, the last one I'll give you is just a quick one. Where if you're able to take your dog outside, let's say you live somewhere where, hey, you know what, February's not so bad. Then take your dog out and 
you can do healing, you can do training work that way, but get to a point where maybe you hook them to a different collar or a harness and you say, go sniff around. Just go take a scent walk, basically. And just that sniffing everything, taking in all the smells, all the information that the odors give him, it's going to mentally tire your dog out. And so I hope through all of this, you kind of figure out that there are things you can be doing with your dog that doesn't involve exercise physically. You don't have to run and, and do this stuff with your dog. If you're injured, this is a great thing. If you, if, let's say you break your leg, you're a runner, and you break your leg, and you cannot run with your dog anymore, but your dog is used to being run, there's still things you can do at home as you're sitting there in your cast that's going to satisfy your dog, and it's going to at least take that edge off them that they're usually getting taken off by you running them. If that makes sense. So that's your challenge for this month. Train with them. I said five times a week. Let's just say mix in your mental and physical exercise. Mix that in five times a week or five times. Yeah, five times a week. And you're going to see a noticeable difference when you start to do this stuff with your dog. Your dog's going to be calmer, happier. They're going to they're going to cling that cling. That sounds bad, but they're going to want to be with you more. That bond is going to grow. So I really hope this episode was helpful. Um, if you can, share this with other people. Like if you find that that somebody else could use this, if you have someone who just got injured, if you have someone who's living in a very cold climate like we are, you know, like right now I think today's high is like zero. Dogs don't want to be outside. I don't want to be outside. So we're finding things to do in the house. So if you think this is benefit beneficial to somebody, share it with them. Like I say every episode, our goal is to always help people and help dogs and so whatever we can do to do that we're going to do it if you if you also feel so inclined please make sure to review or rate the podcast that helps out everything so that we can share our message even more with more people if you'd like to learn more about on dog training academy you can visit our website on dogtrainingacademy.com where we have a really awesome course called welcome home it's giving your dog so much of the training and knowledge and you the training and knowledge and setup and everything that goes into when you get a dog home and it's gonna it's super helpful to kind of set you on the path of an awesome life with your dog so if that's of interest to you check out on dogtrainingacademy.com we also do one-on-ones uh we have other podcast episodes there ones that i've been on and ones that we have uh, shot ourselves like this one and you guys i really just hope you find value in everything we're doing. Again, we're just trying to help humans and dogs coexist for their entire lives. Seeing dogs go to shelters, heartbreaking. We want dogs to stay in homes. That's always been our goal. It's always going to be our goal. So guys, thanks so much for listening. And of course, like always, we'll see you next week. Good dog.